0: You are listening to episode 371 of The Daily Grind. So as you know, I decided to rebuild my website using Wix. After years of frustration with just putting up with what I had, I decided to start with a blank slate and design my website the way I wanted it, and that's why I chose Wix. I was able to choose from over 500 amazing templates to get the exact feel and look that I was wanting. I was able to customize my site easily and add and move things where I wanted to ultimately optimize the experience for the visitor. The site has actually been completed for some time now. I'm just doing some final touch-ups and adding the 350 plus episodes, which as you can imagine, takes some time. But what would have costed me thousands of dollars and months of time, I have completed super inexpensively in only a few short weeks. Furthermore, Wix is actually designed for any device, desktop and mobile, which as you can imagine, being in 2019 is super important and valuable. Along with it, the amazing SEO capabilities that Wix presents saves me a whole bunch of time and money. And SEO, as you know, when it comes to blogging, podcasts, video is super important for growth and viewership. Ultimately, what I've learned is that building a website doesn't have to be painful. It doesn't have to cost thousands of dollars, and it doesn't have to waste a whole bunch of your time. It can actually be really cheap, inexpensive, and, and enjoyable using Wix. To get started with Wix yourself today for 15% off and build the site optimized for you and your business and your customers, go to wix.com forward slash podcast. Again, that is wix.com forward forward/podcast Hey everyone and welcome back to the Daily Grind. On today's episode, we sit down with Ashley Michike. Ashley is the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors, an independent financial advisory firm managing 230 million in client assets located just outside of Portland, Oregon. Ashley specializes in designing, building, and implementing custom design exit plans to help her business owner clients secure their final and most important business decision, the exit from their business. She is on a mission to help 300 small business owners transition successfully into retirement in the next 10 years. Ashley, welcome to The Daily Grind.
1: Thank you, Colin. I'm excited to be here.
0: Of course, Ashley. Anything I missed in that intro? Anything you want to fill in there?
1: No, that was perfect. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs)
0: Awesome. Well, uh, Ashley, kind of like where we like to start here on the show is uh, give us a little background. How did you become this professional? What did you do before what you're doing now?
1: Sure. So I actually started my first business when I was eight years old and uh so i had like entrepreneurship small business uh ownership in my veins i feel like from an early early age and it was a pretty simple business i there was about 250 homes in the suburban neighborhood i lived in and so i would feed your cat and water your plants nice. and pick up your mail for three dollars a day which even at that time i was horribly underpaid so i got a lot of business because people <laughs> it was like a fantastic deal <laughs> um so I, fast, I, I did that for a couple of years and then got busy with school and sports and other things. And then um, I majored in finance in college and then pretty much straight out of college, um, I joined my dad in his financial advisory practice. And together we worked at big firms for uh, about a decade before we decided to strike out on our own, hang out our own shingle, and become business owners ourselves. So I was pretty excited um, over 20, you know, it was like 22 years later, after I had started my first business, I got to be a business owner again. Um, but it was, it was scary. So we launched True North Retirement Advisors in 2017. Wow. And um, and my son, so my son was like three months old at the time, which I n- never recommend ever ever launching <laughs> a business when you have a newborn. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of the backstory and how I got into it was uh, really early on. I started specializing in four hundred one k plan consulting. Okay. For and most of my clients were small business owners. And I, I, in talking with them, I realized that very few of them were even thinking about their exit or doing anything to plan and prepare for that. And so they would kind of get to the end running this business that they had had for 20, 30 years, get to the end, be pretty burned out and not really know what to do or how to do it. And, And I've witnessed some poorly planned exits where some of these business owners that I know have left millions of dollars on the table. And I've watched some business owners literally walk away from their business, you know, put the key in the lock one last time and walk away with nothing after 30 years. uh, One I, I know of um, last year where it was a third generation business, family business. and, And that's what they did. They just walked away one last time and a lot of that was because they didn't plan and they, you know, they didn't really know how to do it either. Um, so our specialty is is creating that that playbook and helping our business owners, you know, here's what you need to do and here's when you need to do it and kind of helping them with all the steps along the way and implementing that so that they can continue to focus on their business and not have to be, you know, completely focused on exiting because if you kind of shift gears too much you know your business can fall apart uh, while we still need it to run well so we kind of step in and assist with that
0: so what are some things that business owners or say specifically startups maybe people are listening to the show a lot of them are wanting to start something or in that process what are some things they can do early on to set themselves up so they don't run into that same problem that you just spoke about
1: that's a really good question, Colin. And having started our own practice a couple of years ago, some of these things are, are uh, very present in my mind. And, you know, it's really hard to do for a new startup because you're just trying to survive. Of course. You know, you're just – and so um, – but there's – and I don't know where this saying originated from, but it's very wise. You know, you begin with the end in mind. So at least if you consider as you're setting up your business – as you're designing it, as you're building your team around you, um, begin with the end in mind and set it up, knowing that at one point you are going to want to exit. 100% of people exit their business. Just some people do it vertically. Some people do it horizontally. Yeah. And um, so and the, the one thing that comes up over and over again, that's universal is that in order to exit successfully, whether you're gonna sell your business or transfer to an insider, like a key employee or a family member, you must be able to replace yourself. And so the biggest piece of advice that I could give to newer business owners or startups is to think about that. How over time can I replace myself how can I build a team around me to ensure that you know they have they're empowered they have the skill set that they need um, so that I can gradually at some point whenever I want start to to um, back away a little bit from the day-to-day of this business and if business owners can do that they're much more likely to exit their business and get what they need for their business you know sell it if they want to exit with the certain dollar figure that they need. Um, But most business owners don't get there because um, the business just revolves around them Mm -hmm. and it revolves around them on day one and it revolves around them in, you know, year 20. And so if you can get started thinking about building that right team and putting the right people in place so that you can exit eventually, um, that's that's probably the number one piece of advice I would give to business owners just because it's so hard to do once you get further and further down the path.
0: Yeah. And I think people don't prioritize it as well because when you're at the beginning stages, you have to be focused on revenue, right? You got to eat, you have to be able to pay your bills and pay your employees. So it's like, you're so revenue focused and driven. It's hard to look and say, you know, let's set myself up for 20 years from now. But if you want to see sustained success and, you know, do what you said and exit properly, that's what needs to be done. Right. Yeah. So for you guys, going from working for someone else to now you and your father branching off on your own, what was the biggest transition for the both of you, or say for you specifically?
1: Um, you know, I never had to make any business decisions, and and there's little minutia decisions like what kind of paper are we going to buy and what kind of pens are <laughs> we going to have, and so you're you're suddenly forced to make like 10,000 decisions, big and small. And I get, I wasn't really surprised by that. I kind of knew that that was going to happen, but it's a huge distraction. And so, um, that was probably the hardest part It is, is just how am I going to go from employee, which is all I've known my entire working career up until that point, which was, you know, 12 years of working. And then my, my dad had the same issue. Um, And, you know, he had been working for a large firm for 30 years, but Mm -hmm. something interesting that happened was so two weeks after we launched, we had one employee at the time. So it was my dad and I, and then we had an operations manager and she stopped showing up for work one day. And this would have been bad at any time, but it was catastrophic at that point because um, if you've ever seen the movie Jerry Maguire, yep. you know when Jerry Maguire he leaves his and starts off on his own. Yeah. And everybody at his old firm is like calling all of his clients and saying, you know, stay with us, stay with us. That's exactly what happens. So we're scrambling to get convince our clients to transition and move, you know, stay with us at our new firm. But there are other people at our old firm that are con- calling them and convincing them, trying to convince them to do otherwise. So we were really in the trenches, and we really needed help, operational help and support staff help, and um, that just dried up overnight. And so I, that was really, that was a very devastating blow early on. I honestly thought. You know, our, the name of our firm was is True North, and we were joking that it was going to be True South pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> so that was scary. And um, I, one night, I was when the, right after this happened, I was putting my newborn son to bed, and he was sleeping p- very peacefully in my arms in the rocking chair. And I was just sobbing, and um, just thinking what a huge mistake I had made in, in leaving this cushy job that I had. And, you know, I, I, I had to fire her. I'd never fired anyone before. I'd like, what have I gotten myself into? I don't know how to run this business. I've never even done payroll. You know, I can't even operate the postage meter or transfer a call. Like, I don't even know how to do that. So, um, it was pretty scary, but we came out of it okay and uh, we made it just fine.
0: Did that sort of force you to then, you know, once you went through that, to kind of go back to the basics and learn all those little mundane tasks that are so important?
1: No, because I still don't know how to use the postage meter.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so, what ended up happening is we scrambled. We literally, like, called everybody we knew that was remotely qualified even just to come in temporarily to help us. Cause we had stacks and stacks of paperwork that needed to be processed. We had someone who had, we needed someone to answer the phones, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So, um, and luckily there was uh, a gal who worked for us 10 years ago, who came back and um, could pretty much jump right in and do all that. So, so she was. It, it, it was more about tapping into our network and and reaching out for help. And she came in and then she kind of stopped that. Um, she stopped the bleeding because once we had her, we were able to. Take a step back and and then calmly go out and find a permanent person to replace her because she was only able to help us temporarily. But it gave us the breathing room we needed um, to do that. And it's an important point. Kind of going back to what I was saying mm-hmm. is that you know you almost you almost have to have like an extra person because and you can't rely on any one person in your company. Um, but you do need to be able to replace yourself over time. But it's incredibly risky when you have a situation like we did at the very beginning where, you know, we are l- literally relying on this person for our survival. And that's, that's dangerous um, for businesses. Cause you don't want a- an employee that you train and, and um, you know, give them all of your knowledge and then they go out and compete with you and leave. And um, so there, there are ways early on too that business owners can protect themselves through contracts with that, their employees sign and, things like non-competes and um, those really help but and so I would always recommend that whenever you're hiring someone and bringing somebody on, especially if there's someone you want to groom and they're going to be a key person, that you spend the money and and talk to your business attorney and make sure that it, what you have is ironclad with that employee to, to prevent them from destroying your business if, if, if and when they might leave someday. No
0: doubt. So I mean, one thing I'm curious with you is, you know, I've worked with my father. Um, I was in business with my father. That's something that you're doing. Um, first of all, what's it like (laughs) in, in your, uh, in your sort of experience, how have you enjoyed it?
1: Uh, I like it a lot. My dad and I are very similar. So we, we would like when I was a teenager, we would butt heads and argue all the time. And I never once thought I was going to work with my dad growing up. And, um, I didn't really think I would be that interested in joining him. But I grossly misunderstood what this business is all about. It's all about relationships and working with people and every situation is different. And it's really exciting. I thought it would be this boring office job. Um, But our offices are right next to each other. And um, sometimes we argue and bicker like little old ladies and other times we get along great i would say the the biggest benefit of working with family particularly when the relationship is healthy and not horribly dysfunctional is that they're the trust factor like yeah. i know that i don't have to worry about um you know uh, my business partner leaving and, um, taking all of our clients and, you know, that, that's a rare thing in the business world. I've, I've worked with enough business owners to know that partnerships and relationships, um, can destroy a a business and the family factor is huge in preventing that from happening.
0: (laughs) How have you guys been able to develop that like boundary? Because obviously there needs to be boundaries, right? Because a lot of people they go into business with their with their father or with their brother or their sister or whoever, um, and it affects their personal relationship. How have you guys been able to set those boundaries?
1: Um, <laughs> my dad has a hard time doing this, but any time we're outside of the office, I just tell my or from early on, I was like, I don't want. To, let's not talk about work. Yeah. Let's just- yeah you know, pretend that we don't work together. Um, So that's, that's been helpful. Um, Then you're not carrying it around with you all the time, but I don't know. He still tells, like we have meeting team meetings on Monday mornings and then he'll regale everyone with some story from when I was six. So I'm like, really, are we really (laughs) doing this right now? So I don't know. There's the boundary lines are very uh, blurry when you work with family but it's 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 worth it as long as the relationship isn't dysfunctional. I have I you know, my dad and I have grown a lot closer over the last 12 years that we've been working together much, much closer than we ever were when I was growing up.
0: Yeah, no doubt. So for you. I, yeah. yeah, sorry. Go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just because I see them every day, you know, as an adult. Yeah. How many how many adult children get to spend that kind of time with their parents? It just doesn't have most of us. Most people live, you know, five states away or, you know, halfway yeah. across the country from their parents. And I get to see my father every day. So it's pretty neat.
0: So, Ashley, what are some specifics? What, what I like to kind of get into is, is obviously there are success patterns that, you know, entrepreneurs have which help them stay motivated throughout the day, ensure that they're getting things done and they're moving steps closer to their goals. What are some things you do on a daily basis which help you with all of that?
1: Mm, good question I feel like I need to improve a lot on certain (laughs) habits but I the one game changer and I haven't always done this but the the thing that I started doing maybe three maybe three years ago that's had the biggest impact is I wake up insanely early my alarm goes off at 405 every morning wow and and so yeah by like 5 a.m., I'm, I've already been up. By 8 a.m., it, like the day is halfway. I've been up for three and a half hours at that point. So, um, and I just enjoy the quietness of the morning. I have two young kids and um, my husband's asleep at that time as well. So I have, I, I can do things that I normally don't have time for. It's kind of like those projects that are important but not urgent That we never seem to get around to. Those are the kinds of projects that I get to work on in the early morning hours because no one else is awake and I have more time to do it without any distractions or anybody asking me questions or I don't have to worry about responding to phone calls or emails or anything like that. So it's been a a huge game changer.
0: No doubt. So obviously, you guys help small businesses. Um, this is your main target. What do you feel like when you speak to small business owners? What are their biggest hesitations? Like, what's the biggest misconception with what you do?
1: That's a man. That's a good question, Colin. You're full of good questions <laughs> today. I, you know, it's pretty varied. I think it's it kind of interrupts the pattern a lot of times when I talk to business owners and I tell them what I do. They're like. Wow, I had no idea that anybody did that. Yeah. Um, so, there—that's the biggest kind of surprise. But um, most business owners, almost all business owners, will only exit their business one time, and so no one gets good at this. It's kind of like you know DIY projects. If I want to remodel my kitchen, I'm probably only going to remodel my kitchen once, and knowing how terrible I am at these things. Like the floor is going to be crooked. Nothing's going to line up. There's going to be no straight lines. Like it's going to be a train wreck. So I'm going to hire somebody to do my kitchen for me. Unless I was a, you know, experienced at this and a contractor, I did it all the time. So, um, that's, that's the main thing I see is that I think a lot of entrepreneurs mistakenly believe that they're going to have to navigate their exit all on their own. Mm -hmm. And so, and and the other issue with business owners is that the, the successful ones tend to surround themselves with good quality advisors. So they have a good CPA, they have a good business attorney, you know, they have a good um, financial advisor. But a lot of these uh, roles, the the advisor is not reaching out to them and saying, okay, now we need to do this. Now we need to do this. Now we need, they kind of rely on the business owner to go to them and say attorneys do this, but not to, you know, knock on attorneys because well, they're it's fantastic, real, though. but <laughs> it's, it's just how the, it's just how it works. The client goes to them and says, I need this. My attorney's not calling me up and saying, Hey, Ashley, you know, we need to, have you looked at this? We need to make sure that this is okay. It's more on the, uh, it's the burden of the the business owner to go to this person and say so it's kind of flipping that around because what i'm saying is we're going to do this on this time frame and i'm going to lay it all out and i'm going to call you and and let you know when it's time to do this and i'm going to bring your cpa in when they need to get involved and we'll go meet with the attorney when we need to do that stage of it and so um it's a total just flipping around of what the, what they think they need to do. And there's a lot of other misconceptions as well, but I would say that's the main one is just not understanding how to get from where they are today. You know, they know they want to exit maybe in five or 10 years and they just don't know there's a hundred different things that you could do, you know, probably more, but we can't chase all these shiny little objects. We should spend our time and efforts and money cause some of this is going to cost money when you involve like attorneys and other professionals, um, spend, you know, put our resources where it's going to have the most impact. And so, um, that that's just what we're trying to, uh, impart on our business or our clients is help them understand that they do have a partner in this and someone who's looking out for their best, best interest, who's going to walk with them in the, the entire journey of their exit
0: yeah and i think the the point you made about spending money is makes sense because i think a lot of people are reluctant and i think that that's where maybe their ego comes in or just their sort of say they're just they're cheap to say that um (laughs) i don't want to spend the money on this because i could do that myself and yeah i still think that maybe you can but you can't do it as well as someone who is an expert and that's where your point about surrounding yourself with a team of of individuals um really is beneficial. Right. Yeah. Ashley, um, this is a question I love to ask entrepreneurs like yourself, but say you could go back 15 years and not change anything, but sit down with your, your younger self and offer yourself a a piece of guidance or share a perspective. I'm wondering what that would be for you.
1: Gosh, 15 years ago, I was 19. So I was pretty idiotic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, I've always, and I'm still learning how to improve this, but I'm always sort of in a hurry. Like it doesn't matter what I'm doing. If I, even if I'm enjoying what I'm doing, I'm sort of in a hurry to like, move on to the next thing, move on to the next thing. And so I would tell my younger self to try to figure out a way to live more in the present. And I'm getting better at that. I still have a long way to go, but I at least catch myself more when I'm doing that now than i used to rather than perpetually living in the future and be and just thinking okay i have to you know hurry up and get done with this so i can move on to the next thing so that that's probably the advice i would give my younger self is is to just slow down a little bit you don't have to be in a hurry all the time you don't have to you know get to your goal yesterday Um, If it takes, you know, it's going to take time if it's worth pursuing. So just let it let it play out and be a little bit more patient.
0: I totally agree. Ashley, for people out there who want to connect with you, um, learn more about you and the business, where's the best place they can go?
1: Sure. You can go to truenorthra.com and all the contact information is there. I do weekly videos on business exit planning blog posts. Um, so all of that is right there on our website.
0: Awesome. And you also, I see you have a, a one minute retirement tip, which is on Amazon Alexa's, right?
1: I do. It's also on iTunes and Google play. Um, that's not so much focused on the business exit planning. It's more on just general retirement tips, but I take complicated concepts like long-term care or Roth 401ks, and I break them down into bite-sized daily. So we have a weekly theme around a certain topic, and then I break it down into bite-sized daily tips that are two to four minutes long. So people can kind of digest and understand and make progress on their retirement um, in just a couple minutes a day.
0: Amazing. Well, I will share all these links to make it super simple to connect with Ashley. Go ahead, visit their website. I'll share some social links so you can follow along on her journey. Um, now, Ashley, the way we end the show here on The Daily Grind is we're going to give you the floor, and you have the opportunity today to share with our audience the thought of the day. So one thing or one thought we can all go home with today.
1: Well, the one thing that business owners almost never do when they start to think about their business that they need to do first is, is valuing your business. So that is the one thing that I would suggest that business owners seriously think about and they don't need to spend $10,000 or um, you know, six weeks bringing in an outside consultant to do it. You can do it in about a day. And if you go to our website, uh, you can find more information about how to do that. But it's, it's, it's pretty impactful and it's uh, very, very uh, motivating to keep going on that exit planning process.
0: Amazing, and as you can see from this interview, everyone's success is driven by passion, hunger, and today patience. Everyone has to overcome obstacles. Everyone has a story. Start building yours today. Today we had the chance to speak with Ashley. Ashley, what's that last name again?
1: Mitchake. Okay.
0: Mitchake. Okay. Ashley, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule and coming on the show here with us today.
1: Thank you, Colin. It was a lot of
0: fun. The pleasure is all mine. Everyone, if you enjoyed today's episode, first of all, be sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Drop us a comment. Let us know what you liked. Also, share this out with your friends. Until next time, Colin Morgan signing off and always remember to keep on grinding.